You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Okay, John chapter 6 verse 47, we'll read that to verse 58 and it says, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven and one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father has sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate the man and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. And we say, Amen. We shall eat this bread by his grace. And by his grace, we will live forever in Jesus' name. It's a beautiful new year that we have. And um, we've learned here, and um, it's important we remind ourselves, that when we say the new year, or happy new year, or it's a new year, it's rhetoric. Because if you are here and um, somebody was owing you last year, the person doesn't see you this year and say, it was last year I was owing you. Am I owing you this year? What have you done? You don't say it's a new year, I cancel the debt. Is it? Do you do that? The debt remains relevant, right? You don't care that it's no longer 2022, it's 2023. Now, when we say happy new year or it's the new year, our goal, my goal, your goal, our goal should be to make sure or to progress where the new year becomes my new year. In which sense, if I was owing, I cleared it up before this period. In which case, you can say, you were owing me. And I'll tell you, well, that was last year. This year, what has happened? I'm no longer owing you. Why? Because I've what? I've done something. I've wiped my debts. Is someone with me now? Now, what we want to do and what we want to achieve is that 2023 will be for you your new year in the name of Jesus Christ. 
In Exodus 12, one of the few places where we see God referring to the uh, calendrical year. This is how he put it. Exodus 12 from verse 1, he says, And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, 2, let's read together. This month shall be, it shall be the first month of the year, praise the Lord. God didn't say, that passage didn't say, this month is the beginning of months. Read it, look at it. You see, the Bible didn't say, this month is January. That's not what God said to them. God said to them, this month shall be your, your, okay, your beginning of months. So, in essence, calendrically, it was not necessarily the beginning of months. But God said, something is going to happen that will make this month remarkable for you as the beginning of months. Praise the Lord, somebody. That's what God is saying to us. So, when we say new year, new year, new year, new year, yet that's what we do to, you know, to flow with the times. But the desire of your heavenly father who said to us that we should learn to number our days, that we might do what? Apply our hearts to wisdom. Is that as it is a new day and a new month and all of that, you and I will make it personal. So it becomes so you can look back in your life and say in the year 2023, this was a transformation that occurred in my life. Somebody say amen. You see, that very understanding is very important because, you see, if we say the president of Nigeria, when you're talking, you say the president of Nigeria, or rather someone will say the president of your country, but you can get to a place where you are such a benefactor of this president that you can say, my president. How many of us have referred to Buhari as my president? But he's the president of your country. Am I right? But I know you're wishing for the president that we'll have, that you can say what? My. And God will give all that in Jesus' name. Are we seeing it now? He is the president, but he's not my. He is the senator from your state, but he's not my. But if you investigate, you find experience instances where people say, that is my senator. That is my governor. So he has transited from just being in that position to being there for you. So this year, may it be your new year. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And like we began to learn from, you know, uh, last night, these functions are functions of light, of revelation. So it becomes a new year because if we look at our, our text, you know, the passage we read in Exodus, when God said in verse 2, this month shall be your beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year too. He didn't tell them because this month carried a letter, or sorry, a figure one. He didn't say because it's figuratively one. Just like we say January is the first month. No. When he made that statement, this is the next thing he followed, verse 3. He says, speak to all the congregation of Israel. And he began to give instructions. So what makes a year, a season, a situation personal to you is by reason of your intercourse, interaction with the instruction from the one who is almighty. Is somebody hearing me? Praise God. Quite a number of us here have kids who have gone through school. And some of us are in school. 
does a pupil arrive in school in 2023 and announce to the teacher, I have been in this class since 2022, now I should be in 2023. Is that how it happens? Because you were in primary two last year, then you'll be in primary three this year. Is that how it happens? Because I was in first year last year. That is what it should be. But you know how it happens. How it happens is that the examiner will put an exam before you and test if the season, the times you spent in that 2022, you made use of it to acquire what you ought to acquire. Now, if in that exam you prove yourself worthy of one who has gone through 2022, you know what happens? The next day, they put you in the next class. But if you don't, they call it different names. They call it receipt. They call it um, repeat, carryover. So you are in a new year, but you have not crossed and passed. You have not benefited. You have not applied the privilege that the previous year gave to you. Is someone hearing me now? These are things that we must give attention to because the euphoria and the season and the moment can make you feel new only for you to get into February, March, April and realize that this is exactly how it was 2022. But that will not be our portion. We will move forward in the name of Jesus. You will see yourself moving forward in the mighty name of Jesus. And how does that progress come? God began to speak to them here. He said, this is what you're going to do. You're going to take a lamb. You're going to kill it. You're going to observe it. And you're going to take some of the blood, put it on the doorpost, and then lock yourself inside the house. He gave those instructions. And everyone who followed that instruction, what happened for them was that they experienced a new year. Praise the Lord, somebody. Now, today, God is speaking to us now, the Father's church. And he began to say, he who believes in me has what? Everlasting life. This is a year where you and I must ascertain, must make sure that we are beneficiaries of Jesus. Last week we celebrated his birth, praise the Lord. And what do we say that Christmas is when we celebrate when the greatest, who is God, gave the greatest gift, who is Jesus Christ, to solve the greatest what? Problem, which is salvation or sin. Okay, now that is the gift that has been given to us. Do you believe it? Because as we enter into the year, these are some things that will set a foundation. Now, in belief, there's what they call mental assent, which means you won't argue. Just like I asked, you say, yes, I believe in him. But beyond the mental assent, beyond the agreement, beyond not being um, antagonistic to him. You know, there are several responses to Jesus. But the most response is that most people really don't mind. He, he's a nice person. He loves children. You know, he's all of that. But the Jesus that we are reading of now in this John chapter 6 began to say some things to them. He said, he who believes in me has everlasting life. At this point, there was really not much of a problem. But when he went on and began to say that unless, verse 53, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, you have no what? Life in you. He went further. 54, he says, He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I'll raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. It was at this point that the Bible said, you know, 
that the people said there's something wrong with him. Now, the truth is this. You know, this might be an extreme illustration, but it will catch your attention. Is that if you believe somebody, if you believe in somebody, there's nothing he tells you that will be out of the way. Okay, um, a few of us may have read the story. A, a professor of medicine had his um, first um, class with his students. And he, he wanted to illustrate to them how important it is as a medical doctor, you know, to ascertain situations and test things and all of that. So he dipped his finger into a sample urine to ascertain whether this person was diabetic or whatever. And brought out the finger and then put a finger in his lips to taste it. And he said, uh, this is negative. So he asked the class, okay, begin to test the different urine samples. And all of them were dipping and testing, dipping and testing and dipping and testing. So he got to one, <laughs> that one laughed. That one dipped the middle finger and put the index finger in the mouth. And the prof said, why did you do that? He said, I saw you. That was what you did. Now, do you know what? That was the lesson. The students were to observe him. So what he did, he was teaching them that to be a medical doctor, your sense of observation has to be extremely acute. So notice I said he dipped his finger and put a finger. There are five fingers. So he dipped one. That one, he left it. He put another one. Most of us here now would have put the same, okay? Now, <laughs> to believe in Jesus is to take everything he does. Notice those students, because they were sitting before a professor, put urine in their mouth. It wasn't his intention. Are you getting me? But that's what belief begins to tell you. You take it. If he said it, I do what? I take it. Now, all of that is so important. Why? Because, you see, God wants to take you to a place where your level of understanding, your expertise, your experience cannot handle. How do you explain to someone like Joseph now that the dream he had in his father's house was going to take the process it took to get the fulfillment? You, you can't tell him that. But something said to Joseph, believe in the God of your fathers. Believe his prophets. Are you with me? And every situation, the choice was clear to him. Believe God. Believe God. If we are to ask him, Joseph, can you suggest three ways that God can bring the fulfillment of your dream? He would never suggest that it is from the prison that Potiphar's wife, you know, uh, sent me to. It would never occur to him. But you see, when you believe, you fall into the alignment of the circumstance that God is planning to use to bring you out. Praise God, somebody. Let me read here a passage and then I'll come back here so I'll put it together. In Acts chapter 1, verse 6, 7 and 8. You know, the disciples at this point thought that, well, master, you have died. Master, you've risen from the dead. They asked the question, Lord, will you what? At this time, restore the kingdom to Israel. Look at what our master answered, 7 and 8. And he said to them, 
It is not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father has put in his own what? Authority. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, or when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. They asked him, Master, 2023, this time, is it when that thing will happen? Is it when this will happen? Is it when this particular thing will happen? Is it when this situation will change? He said to them, it is not your business to occupy and discover those moments. There is something you need. He said, what you need is to receive power. Praise the Lord. That this power is going to come when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Now, he began to say to me, and I'm saying to us, an issue or situation is only a problem, a concern, because there is not sufficient power or energy to overcome its obstruction. Let me break it down. Master, will you at this time restore? Will you at this time bless me? Will you at this time perfect? Will you at this time do this? And Jesus said to them, don't worry about time. What you need is power. Praise the Lord. And then I said, why that response? He said, whatever situation it is, is only a border to me, a concern to you. If it can stop you from achieving your goal. Praise the Lord. Okay. Do you know that during the first scarcity, you know, they interview people, if you watch the news, and you just see some people say, I, I don't like this first scarcity. I don't like it. I mean, if they want to sell the food, even if it's 600 and let them sell it. You know, I don't like this queue. Have you heard people say that? Because those people can spend 100000 to fill their tank. So it's more of a problem queuing for three hours than bringing 100000 to fill their tank. You know why? Their problem is not money. Their time is more expensive. Now, for some other person, he would rather, in Enugu then, they had an NPC station. Other stations will sell at a particular amount. They will sell at a smaller amount. The queue there, whether there is first casualty or not, will go from here to Banex. Those people there, the money was the problem. The time was not the problem. They leave their homes and queue. Now, God is saying to us that what you and I need in this new year is not to worry about the circumstances and situations. It's to receive the power that neutralizes opposition. That makes opposition and obstacles as if they are not there. Now, one of us here had a car which was off-road. Now, if he's driving on a regular road, he drives normally. So from time to time, he goes into the hills so that he can use his car and climb almost vertically. Why? Because the car has the capacity to run rough terrains. So for you and I that are driving regular cars, rough terrains are a challenge. But for him, he's looking for rough terrains. Why? Because his car has been endued or built with power to do what? To overcome rough terrains. What God is saying to you is that this year, he wants you to receive power. Do you understand? So that however the year comes, you'll be joyful. Praise the Lord. Why? Because you would have received the power to solve that problem, to overcome that problem, to triumph in that situation. It's no longer an obstacle. Jesus said to them, don't worry about times and seasons. What you need is power. 
Is someone getting what we are talking about now? So, it says, future. Don't worry about future. Just have the end settled. We sang the song, we triumph in Christ. From victory unto what? His soldiers, he shall what? His armies, he shall. So, if I'm going to win every battle, what should I be looking for? Should I run away from fights? I will say what? Bring it on. Because I've been assured what? Of victory. Now, that is what he's saying to us. So, we want to connect it now. How does this work? It works because in Christ Jesus, the power to win has been given to us. Why? Because he has won for us. You see, when you become a Christian, there's a prayer you are made to pray. I believe that Jesus Christ did what? Died on the cross for me. I believe he rose on the third day for me. When you pray that prayer, you have appropriated Jesus' death and you have also entered into the benefit of his resurrection. When you fully comprehend what that means, it means that no situation you face can bury you. Are you getting it now? No situation in face can be your last. No, it has taken the power of any circumstance or situation to abort or to restrain or to hinder the achievement of your purpose. You know, uh, my brother was telling me that part of the problems we are having, you know, with these unknown government in the East is that these people go to these um, native doctors and they tell them, they insure them. So that's why whenever you see them, when they catch them, they tie all kinds of things on their body. Now, what that does to them is this. It makes them feel they're invincible. Now, because they feel like that, they operate with some extra level of boldness and confidence. Because they operate with that extra level of boldness and confidence, those who should fight them, who also don't have assurance, are afraid and are not responding with equal courage. So they think that what they have is working. That's why sometimes you see videos. I don't watch those videos. I, you know, I want to, part of what you do this year, don't watch useless videos. Okay? You see them sometimes, they are working in the marketplace, you know, calling themselves and posing. What has happened is this. They've been told that nothing can harm them. But the question is this. I've read in the papers, I've seen in the news. A few times, the native doctors... <laughs> Who did those things for them? When they tested the gun, they either killed the native doctor or they killed the person. Have you read it? So, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm laughing. You know why I'm laughing? Because the devil is such a liar. The only person who has a day, she is Jesus. He said to Mary and Martha, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. He said, destroy this body. After three days, what will I do? I will raise it up. And then when you believe in him, he becomes your life. So the Bible says, my life is hid in Christ and Christ in God. The Christian is in a position where he cannot lose. He cannot be stopped. The Christian that knows his onions cannot be threatened. What do you threaten a man who has gone to death and come back alive with? I get in what I'm talking about. So Jesus has done that for us. Now, when he says, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, he was saying, I want you to come and benefit. I want you to come into the experience of this power that I have. 
Now, I want to go to another direction and bring this to you. How many of us know about nuclear energy? Okay. Nuclear energy is um, energy from um, the fission. Fission simply means splitting, breaking of uranium. So when uranium is split or is destroyed or broken, it generates enormous heat, which is used to power, you know, for the positive one, to power turbines to generate electricity. The other one is that that heat can be, you know, disposed as a bomb, you know, and then it kills a lot of people, okay? It can destroy almost the whole nation at once. That's what Russia is threatening the world with. That's what North Korea is threatening the world with. Now, the technology of nuclear power or nuclear energy is that uranium is broken. The moment it's broken, that atom releases energy. Now, God said to tell you, Jesus said, this is my body which is broken for you. You see, in Christ, when that body was broken, the energy that is released, nuclear hasn't seen it. I recite, they say, nuclear energy is 8,000 times more powerful than any fossil fuel. That is more than uh, petroleum and all of that. 8,000 times. But God said to tell somebody here, the power that is at work in the believer, <laughs> when the body was broken, a power was released. And that power for 2,000 years plus is still effective. And anybody who keys into it cannot be stopped. That's why he said to them, unless you draw from this power. Hallelujah. Let's start from another direction. Sars and Mars. Anybody here who hasn't eaten for three days, your physical body, if you didn't eat, the physical body will not have energy. When it doesn't have that energy, the food you eat, I mean, whether it's sweet or bitter or whatever, at the end of the day, it's converted into glucose in your body. You know that? And it's stored in your liver and in your um, stored as fat or whatever, muscles. Okay? When you need to do work, your body draws from that energy and does work. Okay? Now, if you don't eat, your capacity to do work will begin to decline. Am I right? At a time, not just that you won't be able to do work, you can't even sustain life. Now, many Christians are benefiting from Jesus' death, but we are benefiting to survival. We are benefiting to the extent where we say I'm a Christian. We are benefiting to the extent where we wear nice clothes. We are benefiting to the extent where we come to church and gather with believers. But that power is much more than that. That power wants to take you to where you become a witness. Jesus said to them, don't worry about the times and seasons. You will receive the Holy Ghost. And then power will come upon you. And what will happen? He said, you shall become for me witnesses everywhere you go. What God is saying is that he wants you to so partake of Jesus in this new year. That everywhere you go, people will open their eyes and be looking. Why? Because you begin to manifest the power of that thing which is superior to nuclear energy. The broken body of Jesus Christ. Let me push it further. That is why... For those who have gone to native doctor, they will say bring a file. They break a file. The power they used to do that thing for you is power from broken file. Somebody says, they say, okay, now, 
This thing you need is plenty. Bring cow. So they break a cow. They kill a cow. It's broken cow power. For some now, they have gone high. They are now bringing their mad women. Some, they get to the extent where they bring someone they love. Say, go and bring your mother. Go and bring your son. They are breaking all those things to generate power for them. But the problem is that everything they are breaking is spotted. Everything they are breaking is mad. But the one who was broken for you, it says, Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sins of the world. And the enemy came and looked at that lamb. And the Bible says, The prince of this world coming and what? And findeth nothing. And he just was not a man. He was the son of God. If the broken body of a man can make money available, what about the broken body of the son of God? Jump up on your feet. That is the power that is going with you into 2023. He said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood. He said, I expired. You see, the principle of energy is that energy cannot be destroyed. But energy is converted. So Jesus has done what he has done. Praise the Lord. His expectation is that what he did 2,000 years ago, being reenacted by the Holy Spirit everywhere men have it, is translated into your life. So for some of us, it might be healing. For some of us, it might be moral power. Power to be a witness that you're a Christian. Not that you're a Christian, but you're hiding. Power to speak. Power to defend. Power to be, bring confusion. You see, God wants to anoint some of us that in this season, you enter into your office. You spoil all the things they're buried. They will beg you, leave from here. Why? Because your presence neutralizes and confuses. Why? Because you are a beneficiary. You are a channel of the power that Jesus Christ is disseminating. At his death, hallelujah. The Bible said, he cried out. It says the mountains did what? They quaked. Why? What does nuclear energy do? It causes vibrations, right? When Jesus' body was pierced, there was earthquake all over the world. When a nuclear power is released, you know that there's a cloud that covers everywhere. It covers a location. When Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, my Lord and Savior, was crucified, the whole earth, the whole sun darkened because a power greater than any nuclear reaction was released. And that power is available to you. So when we say, come to the table of communion, that's why Paul the Apostle warned us. He said, examine yourself. You don't play with nuclear power. You see, the reason many of us play with Christianity is that we are not eating. We are not benefiting. We smell the food. We look at the food. We take pictures of the food. When Jesus is in his house and seated, I don't want to tell you what happens. Ananas and Sapphira, how much did you sell this land? Seven million. But they fall and die. Nobody killed them. The power, just like if there is no electric current, if you touch the wire, you can play with it. You can use it to hang clothes. But when there is electric current, if you touch it, something happens. Power is coming to his church. Because men and women here are saying, "Uh -uh, how can I have that power? He said to them, don't worry. The reason we are worried too much because we are afraid of what the enemy... Who is the enemy that can stand against a nuclear reaction? Who is the enemy that can stand against the broken body? He said, this is my body, broken 
That's why I say, take, eat it, partake of it, become a claimant to it. That's why when you pray, you say to the Father, not in the name of Ikena, it will, my body has not been broken. Energy to be released, the existing source has to be destroyed. So for my generator to bring electricity, fuel or uh, diesel has to be burned. As the diesel is burnt, light comes. As the fuel is burnt, your car moves. If nothing is destroyed, nothing is created because that energy will remain in the state where it is. Is someone getting me? Today, Jesus' body has been broken. And he's saying, let my resurrected life be witnessed in you. Let's bow our heads. Thank you, Lord. This year, this month, shall be the beginning of a new season for you somebody here needs to come to this jesus afresh you see many years ago they don't do those things now they, they had things that they called voltage modulators on avms and all those things there those were things that they used to put to temper the energy the power that comes from electricity what has happened is that over time in your life if you play too much with your christianity they shut out power so that it doesn't destroy you everyone here who has sincerely given his life to christ had the power to raise the dead but when you walk out and lies are flowing from your mouth curses are flowing from your mouth you're behaving like you had never met him in your own interest they shut down the power and what you have, what you move around with, is only a witness. You just have some little fire burning in you. So that whenever mercy, you know, opens your eyes again, it can be rekindled. That's why the psalmist said, take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me what? The joy of your salvation. He knew something had gone wrong. He said, when I kept quiet, my bones grew cold and weary. He knew that... It wasn't the same, but he wasn't completely out. Now, that is what happens to most of us as believers. We come with that, and heaven looks at you and says, let's not kill this person. Or rather, let this person not kill himself. So they withdraw. What happens at that time also is that if the power is removed so that it doesn't destroy you, also the positive benefits of it are also taken. So people will now play jokes with you as though you are an unbeliever. If as a young lady, there's a way guys should be making passes at you. You know your power has gone down. Are you hearing me? You know your power has gone down. It means that your lipstick is shouting more than the blood of Jesus from your life. And that your hair has become longer than the glory of God. There's nothing to be proud of when they say that pursue me. Listen, in this world where we live in, spiritual things may not be visible, but they're felt. There is a knowing that this one you can't touch this. They meet you in the supermarket and say, Ma, please pray for me. Is someone hearing me? So, today is the beginning of a new year. But it can be your own beginning. Let's close our eyes. Preacher, I want to renew my covenant of faith in Jesus. What a day to do it. That we have the privilege of going to the communion. And you may never have even done it before. What a beautiful day. You're coming in a day of understanding. Jesus is Lord. He said to them, He that believes in me has everlasting life. He came to give us life. The greatest gift. Come to solve the greatest problem. Are you here? 
And you know, Christmas has come. The new year is here. What a privilege to surrender that life to the one who will give you the eternal life. To surrender a temporary life to the one who will take it and give you life forever. To surrender a life of bondage to the one who says, Come to me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. What a privilege to come to the one who loves you more than you can love yourself. What a privilege to call upon the one who came from heaven to earth to save you and who has returned to heaven. And the Bible says of him, he ever lives to make intercessions for you. Aishim, I want to surrender this life to you. I want to become a beneficiary of your broken body. That's what it is. I want to go into this year, not minding. You know, some people occupy themselves of looking into the globe, tell you, this is what is going to happen. This is what is going to happen. Let me tell you, 99.9% of those things are false. They are pretenses. They are fake. Jesus said to the disciples, don't ask me what will happen tomorrow. Receive power to be victorious tomorrow and today and forever. That's what it's about. The man in Christ Jesus is operating at a level where the devil regrets coming against you. Because at that point, all things will just keep working for your good. Brethren, there is power in this Christianity. There is power in the name of Jesus. The songwriter says there is power to break every chain. There is power for your family. There is power for our nation. What heaven is looking for? Is there enough men and women here? Is there still any other person? Please come before I pray. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ikenao Keke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.com. God bless you.